today. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. And now we will, I ask that you turn to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. Psalms is um, poetic. Psalms is in the Old Testament. And we're going to be looking at chapter 27. This is a great time of worship that we're going to have here today. Um, I know we've been in Ephesians for the last couple of weeks, looking at Ephesians 1. Uh, we're going to go back to Ephesians next week, but this week we're going to take a break and just look at some things in Psalm uh, 27. We're going to be looking at Psalms 27, verse 13. Psalms 27, verse 13. We're going to be looking at Psalms 27, verse 13. Psalms 27, uh, verse 13. Here, um, if you have it on your electronic devices or your Bible, let me read Psalms 27, verse 13. This is David speaking, and David says in verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let me read that again. Psalms chapter 27 verse 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Here, this psalm is written by David, King David. David written this song to encourage us and remind us of some things that he did when he was going through troubling times. All throughout the song, David speaks of his faith in God during his troubling times. I, I just can imagine that, that David wasn't writing this as he was going through his troubling times, but he wrote this after he experienced troubled times. And he looked back in the rearview mirror looking back at those troubling times, and, and he looked at his faith that he had in God. David, is, 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 with his exuberant faith, make a declaration of how he trusted in God in troubling times. Here in this text, I was compelled to, to preach from this verse and this, this scripture today because I've been talking to a lot of people. I've been talking to friends of mine and and I've been talking to young people and older people. And, and what, I'm realizing, what I'm realizing is a lot of people are, are going through some rough times. I mean, I know the sun is shining. I know the, 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 the birds are chirping. I know the flowers are blooming, but, but everybody is not having a good time. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he, he said, Pew, I'm, 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 I'm fed up. I, I, I'm sick and tired of us all the trouble that we we going through. It, it, it seems like the, the rain in 2020 is just raining down on us. The trouble of rain is just raining down on us. It's, it seems like it's, it's no end. Matter of fact, I, I look on Facebook and some people say, I can't wait till 2020 is over. But I, I, I question that because some of us say we couldn't wait till 2019 was over and look what 2020 brought. So right now I'm, I'm okay in where we at right now because I don't know what 2021 gonna bring. So I hear your, your cries that we, we, we now nine months in and we, we, things are not what we used to be. 
we, we, we are scattered abroad. We, we don't have no leadership. We're we dealing with racism and systemic racism and educational racism and, and health, health racism. We're dealing with all kind of racism and all kind of problems where our, where our babies are feeling the trouble, our, our youth are feeling the trouble, our young adults are feeling the trouble, our adults are feeling the trouble, our singles are feeling the trouble, our married people are feeling the trouble, our, our seniors are feeling the trouble. Everybody around us is dealing with some trouble. David understood that. David had trouble all around him. Even when David was appointed as the king, when, when Samuel went to David to appoint him as the king on behalf of God, David was experiencing trouble. And we all are, are dealing with trouble. We are, we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We're sick and tired of, of watching the news and seeing our young African-American men being killed by white police unarmed. We are sick and tired of our African-American men killing each other. We're sick and tired of what all is going on. And David give us three things to help us in these troubling times. I don't know about you, but I, I speak to you from Psalms 27, 13. And the title I speak to you from is Troubling Times. David, David's encourage us with these troubling times, and today I want to encourage you. David said, the trouble that I went through, the trouble that I'm going through, look what he says. He says here in verse 13a, he said, the trouble that I went through and the trouble that I, I, I'm going through, he says, I want to encourage you to don't lose heart. He says, David says here in verse 13a that, that in troubling times, don't lose heart. Look what he says. He said, I would have... I would have lost heart. David says that in, in, in troubling times, you, you got to understand that, 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 that you can't lose heart. This, this phrase, Walter, this phrase, Virginia, uh, don't lose heart, actually means to be weary, Sadie, or to, or to be faint, or to quit. And David, trouble had caused him to, to get to a place, Walt, where, 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 where he was ready to give up on God. He, his trouble had, had surrounded him so much that, that it was overbearing to him. It, it, it was too weighty for him to curry. And he says, look, I, 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 I come to, to this time where this trouble has pressed me to, to, to give up on God, to, to lose heart, Charlene, to lose heart, Deacon, to lose heart, Danita. He says that, that this trouble is overwhelming. This, this trouble had pushed David to a place, to the edge of the mountain, Michelle. He had pushed David to the edge of the mountain. And David, David said, Dirk, David said, Sean, that I'm ready to give up. David said, the trouble that I'm facing, the, the, the things that I'm going through. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? Come on and talk to me now. Have you ever been there where, where the trouble has weighted you so bad that you were ready to quit on God? Have you ever been there where, where life circumstances had grabbed you and snared you, Charmaine, have grabbed you and, and, and held you up, Gretchen and, and Tiffany? And when God, uh, when circumstances, when troubling things in your life have, have grabbed you, have grabbed you, Monique, and, and caused you to ready say, God, you know what? You can have this. God, I, I can't deal with it no more, Pandora. God, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of going through this stuff. You know what, God, this, this, this trouble has gotten the best of me. This, this, this trouble is wearing me out, Sean. This trouble is wearing me out. 
Hey, Avis, this trouble is wearing me out, Tammy. This trouble, Kim, is wearing me out. I'm just tired of it. I'm sick and tired of this, this health issue. I'm sick and tired of my children acting up. I'm sick and tired of this, this marriage. I'm sick and tired of, of being single, Keisha. I'm sick and tired of being a wonder of all this trouble that I'm facing, Gloria. I'm sick and tired of Charles of all this problem. And look what he said. He says that in the time of trouble, you can't lose heart. My God, David said, don't, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't, don't let this trouble cause you to, to quit on God. Don't let this trouble cause you to, to raise the white flag or, 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 or to throw up the, the white flag or to raise your hand and surrender. Don't let this trouble cause you to quit on God. David understood through experience of trouble. How trouble has a way, watch this, of causing you to doubt God, Sam. Our trouble has a way, Vicky, of, of causing you to doubt God. Our trouble has a way, uh, uh, Joe, of causing you to, to, to doubt God. David understood that, but I, I, I got to ask a question here. As David told us, don't lose heart. David said, Gretchen, don't lose heart. Ms. Murray, David said, don't lose heart in, in, in the trouble that, that you're facing. He said, don't give up, don't quit on God. But I had to ask David, what kind of trouble, Sarita? I had to ask him, Sarita, what kind of trouble are you facing? See, because I understand that, that my trouble is different from your trouble, Cuddy. I understand, Kim, that, 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 that my trouble is not your trouble. And I may look at your trouble, Tina, that, that's not real trouble. And you may look at my trouble that ain't real trouble. And we evaluate each, trouble, each other's trouble on what we think is, is really a harsh trouble. But David said, David, what is your trouble? What, what had caused you, watch this, to give up, Bonnie? What, what, what caused you, uh, 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 Deborah, to give up, Deidre, to give up? What caused you to ready to quit on God? David, what, what caused you? Because trouble has a way of, of, of causing us to want to give up and quit on God. Amen. So what, what trouble? What trouble? What trouble? Watch this. What trouble? What trouble were you facing, David? What, what trouble that caused you to want to give up on God? Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. In, in, we're in Psalms 27, verse 13. Talking about troubling times, the first thing we see is in troubling times, don't lose heart. And David now lays out the trouble that he was experiencing. Look in verse 2. He said, when the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and my foes. Look, he said, he says, the trouble I'm experiencing. Miss Cunningham, he said, David said, the trouble that he's going through, he said, that I'm dealing with enemies. Uh, I'm dealing, Jeanette. I'm, I'm dealing with foes. I'm, I'm dealing with people who are, who are coming against me. Sarita, Deacon Dixon, I'm dealing with people who are coming against me. Savannah, I'm dealing with people that are trying to stab me in the back, Tamara. I'm dealing with people, Colina, who are trying to come against me. I'm, I'm dealing with people who are, who are not right. I'm dealing with my enemies. Anybody got some enemies out there? Anybody got some, some enemies that, that, that are falsely accusing them? Anybody got some enemies that, that want to stab them in their back and cause you to, to lose your job? Anybody got some enemies that causing you to try to lose your children? Anybody got some enemies out there? And enemies, Sharia, is not only people you don't know or people you're acquainted with. Some of us got enemies in our families. And he says, look, the trouble, David, David said, my enemies is surrounding me, dirt. He said, my enemies, move, move, my enemies are, are surrounding me. He said, the things that I'm going through, my enemies are all around me. They're trying to 
take advantage of me. They, they surrounded me to eat my flesh. They, they trying to, to get me to a place where I, I quit on God. And this is the potential that trouble has. He said, my enemies are all around me. But what else troubles you have? What else troubles you have, David? I like it. David said, then these troubles, my enemies, they causing me fear. They causing me anxiety. These troubles I'm having is causing me anxiety. It's giving me anxiety attacks. It's giving me problems. It's, it's, it's causing me not to sleep. It's causing me to worry all the time and, and, and give me anxiety and, and my heart preparation. And it's, it's causing me, Michelle, to, 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 to have anxiety, Lena. It's causing me to have issues, Sheree. It's causing me to have issues and it's causing me not to sleep. It's causing me to get some, some anxiety medicine. He says, I got fear because of my enemies all around me and the trouble I'm facing is causing me to have anxiety. David said, this is the trouble that I'm facing. What else trouble? David said, not only am I facing my enemies, not only am I facing fear from my enemies, but David says, he says, look, he says, my mother, watch this in verse number 10. I mean, um, verse number, uh, where are we at? Verse number, um, I'm in here somewhere. He said, oh, verse 10. He said, when my mother and my father forsook me. David says that the trouble I'm facing is that my mother and father forsook me. So in scripture, there's no way, no, no evidence showing that David, mother and father forsook him. But what David is saying, watch this, this is so good. What David is saying, the trouble I'm facing is the people who I counted on, now I can't count on. The people who I thought would have my back don't got my back. Now, I know that ain't good English, but that's a good word. The people who I, who, I, who I thought about that would be there for me, the people when I thought that when I get down and out, they, they would have some money for me. The, the people who I thought that when I go to jail, they're going to send me some money on my, on my books. And, and the people who I thought that they're going to be there with me, going to walk this beard with me. The people who I thought when I, when I get off drug, going to help me out and be there with me. The people when I get out of jail, going to be there for me. The people who I thought that when I get get in trouble in this time of COVID that they're going to have my back. They told me, you know, if you need anything, I'm there for you. But when I called on them, they couldn't be. David says, when I got to the point, the trouble I was facing is that the people I counted on forsook me. Anybody ever been forsaken out there? He said, my mother and father, my mother and father have forsaken me. Anybody ever been forsaken by their mother and father? Your, your father turned his back on you. Your mother didn't help you in the time of need. David said, this is the trouble that I'm facing. And these troubles that David is facing got to the point where it almost caused them to quit on God. Troubling times will get you there. Troubling times will get you to a place where, where you're ready to say, God, I, I can't do it no more. Watch this. I, was, I, I told this story before. I was reading an article. No, I was looking at an interview um, on Ted Turner. And for y'all who don't know Ted Turner, Ted Turner is a multi-billionaire. He's the owner of CNN, had a, he's a mogul um, um, billionaire. He, 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 he uh, started a lot of um, TV stations and, and, and things like that. And he's, he's a multi-billionaire. And um, Ted Turner was doing an interview and they talked about faith. And Ted Turner said, when I was, when I was younger, I, 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 I um, went to church all the time, and I, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and I, I was in Sunday school, I was in a choir, and I, I lived for God. And he said, I, I walked away from my faith. 
And, and, and the interviewer asked him, well, what caused you to walk away from your faith? What caused you to walk away from God? What caused you to walk away from Jesus Christ? He said, I was up in age, uh, uh, a young adult, and my younger sister got diagnosed with lupus. He said, my younger sister got diagnosed with lupus, and, and the lupus had took advantage of her body, and in a couple of years, she died. And at that time of her her death, I, I was mad at God. He, he, he said, I, I couldn't believe how God, you say you're a loving God. How you say you're a caring God. How you say you love me so much and you, you care for me. How you say you'll never leave me or forsake. How you promise that you'll be there for me. How you promise that if I need anything, I can just come to you and you'll be my very present help. How can a God who say all that and supposed to be loving allow my little sister who's a child who never did nothing dive lupus. And he said that caused them to, to walk away from God. I don't know where you are in your life, but trouble has the potential to cause you to quit on God. But David says, look, some of you all may be in this predicament right now. Some of you all facing trouble from the pandemic. Some of you are facing economic trouble. Some of you are facing job loss. Some of you are facing health issues. Some of you are facing uh, 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 school issues. Some of you are dealing with trouble right now. My son said he got a lot, a lot of trouble doing his distant learning in the school he had. He said it was just trouble all day. But David said, don't lose heart. Don't let the troubles cause you to quit on God. He said, don't let them. But then David moved on. And he says, in troubling times, look, in verse 13b, he says, in troubling times, you must hold on to your faith. Look what he said in verse 13b. We're in Psalms 1, 13. Now we're in 13, I mean, Psalms 27, verse 13. Psalms 27, verse 13. And now look what he said in verse 13b. He says, David says, in troubling time, one, you got to hold on to your, I mean, don't lose heart. Then he says, second thing, in troubling times, in verse 13b, he says, you must hold on to your faith in God. Look what he says in verse 13b. Unless I had believed. David said, I almost lost heart. David said, I almost gave up on God. But I had faith. David said, if I didn't believe, I would have gave up. David says, the only thing that, that, that kept me from not giving up, watch this. The only thing that kept me from from holding on in the midst of trouble was my faith. I, I know I got somebody with me on that. I know because there's plenty of times that I, I told my wife, look, I'm ready to give up. That I, I can't take it no more. The, the trouble is too bad. The, the anxiety is too tough. But guess what? I know that my faith is in God who is greater than anything. I know I have the blood of Jesus Christ that covered me. I know that I'm a child of God and I'm strong in his will. He said you got to hold on to your faith. The reason why we are shaken and torn to and fro is because our faith is not strong enough. And he says, in time of trouble, you got to hold on to your faith. You got to hold on. You got to hold on. I know the trouble is not, not, that you're going through is not easy. I know it's difficult. I, 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 know it's, I know it's hard. Matter of fact, some of us have been going through trouble for years. We've been experiencing trouble after trouble after trouble. Some trouble we got from, from our parents. Some trouble we, we, we just fell into. Some trouble we got into ourselves, and now the trouble is overwhelming us. I know that the trouble hurts. I know that you're going through a hurting time. I know that the, the trouble is too much for you to bear. 
it's too heavy for you to carry. It's, it's too heavy. I, I know that it, it seems like there's no end, that all you do is go into trouble. One thing after another, and there's no end, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But David says, hold on to your faith. David says, you got to be strong in your faith. David says, you got to hold on to God and God's unchanging hand that God will keep you in the midst of your storm, that God will keep you in the time of your trouble. He says that you got to hold on to your faith. You got to hold on to your faith. You got to hold on to your faith. Watch this. I like this because David, how do you hold on to your faith? Watch this. How do you hold on to your faith, David? Because we always hear preachers say, hold on. What does that look like? What, what, what does that practically look like, Marvin? What does that practically look like, Dirk? What, what does that practically look like? Nay, what does that practically look like? What, 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 what does that look like, Shay? What, what, what does that look like, Monique? What, what, what holding on to your faith look like, Carolyn? What, what do holding on to your faith, Ern and Gary, look like? What do holding on to your faith, LaMonica, look like? What do holding on to your faith, Jasmine, look like? What does that look like? I'm glad you asked. Because David said it right here. Look at it. See, 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 you got to understand when, when, when trouble comes, you got to hold on to your faith. So holding on to your faith, sometimes you got to preach the word of God to yourself. Y'all ain't get that. Y'all ain't get that. You got to preach the word of God to yourself. See, see, David said in verse one, look what he said. David says that, that if I, he says that when troubling times come, I got to hold on to my faith. Well, how do you hold on to your faith? You got to preach this thing to yourself. You got to preach the promises of God to yourself. Well, David, what is the promises of God? Look in verse 20, look in chapter 27, verse one. He said, the Lord is my light. Lena, look at that. He said, the Lord is my light. Anybody know that God will lighten your dark situations up? That God would illuminate his light in your dark situations? I know your troubles is dark right now, but God got a spotlight that'll beam that darkness, that'll wipe away that darkness, that'll evaporate that darkness in the time of your trouble. He stopped preaching to himself and said, I know that God is my light. But David ain't stopped there because he went on in verse 1 and he said, the Lord is my salvation. See, the salvation actually mean that God is his deliverance. You got to tell yourself that God will deliver me out of this trouble that I'm going through. I know it's rough right now. I know it's tough, but I have a God who is a deliverer. Do anybody know God as a deliverer? Do anybody know God can deliver you out of anything that you going through that he had power to speak your situation and turn it around and place your feet on solid ground? God is a deliverer. But then David goes on and he said I got to continue to preach to myself with David what you preaching he said in verse, in verse number one in chapter 27 of Psalm he said the Lord is my strength oh my God and my life he says oh I David said the Lord is my strength and my life I David said that I can live with strength because God is in me because God is my strength I can't make it on my own power but I can make it on his power you got to understand that in a time of trouble you cannot give up on your faith you got to hold on to your faith and you got to preach this thing to yourself you got to say yes the Lord is my life yes the Lord is my salvation 
Yes, the Lord is my strength. And you don't think the Lord is your strength. The reason why you making it right now in the time of pandemic, because God has given you strength to make it. The reason why you can get up and get your head off the pillow is because God has given you strength. Young people, you can make it through this time of distant learning because God is your strength. Young people, you can make it in the time of, of trouble because God is your strength. Don't let the colleges stop you and don't let negative TV stop you to think you ain't going to make it because God is your strength. You can make it and no matter what you're going through, sickness, God is your strength. Trouble, God is your strength. Bad relationship, God is your strength. Jail, God is your strength. You can make it and hold on to your faith. Says you got to preach this thing. You got to tell yourself the promises of God and what God is talking about. And he says it right here in verse 27. Gabby, he says it right here, Lord Linda. He said it, Sarita. He said that God is my strength. He is my strength of my life. David said, this is how you hold on to your faith. You got to hold on to your faith by preaching the promises of God to you. That's why it's important that you know the word of God. When you're going through, you need to know the word of God. You need to regurgitate the word of God and, and say, God, I know you got me. God, you is my light in the time of my salvation. Who should I fear? You got to know that God said you the head and not the tail, that you on top and not beneath. You got to know that God's word says that no weapon formed against you will prosper, that you in the hands of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ got you in his hands, and he got his hands in the Father's hand, and no one can You got to know the word of God and preach it to yourself. This is how you hold on to your faith. David said you got to preach the word of God to yourself. You got to quote scripture to know that in the time of trouble, watch this, I need to know the word of God to hold on to my faith. Because trouble has a way it causes you to doubt God. So he says you're going to hold on to your faith. You got to know the word of God. You got to preach to yourself. You got to encourage yourself. You got to speak and know the word of God that I may be encouraged. But David goes on. David said, well, David, how else do I hold on to God? How else do I, do I hold on to my faith in the midst of trouble? David said, you got to preach it to yourself. But watch what he say right here. In verse number, number five, David says that God will hide me in his provision, in his pavilion. He says, look, you got to know that God got a hiding place for you. You, when you holding on to you, God can hide me in the midst of my trouble. That God can hide me in the midst of my trouble. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, now look, I was looking at the news the other day, and they got amazing news out of Baghdad. Now, I don't know if y'all know about Baghdad, the, uh, the big explosion there. That's Baghdad, right? Baghdad. Okay, the big explosion was there. And they said after a month, it's been a month since it happened. After a month... They found life under the rubble. Two people, they, they, two people, they said they believe it's two people under all the rubble after a month later. You telling me God don't have a pavilion to hide you in? That God don't Kenneth and, and Nikki and Kim 
Huh? You think you telling me that, that God don't have a pavilion? He said, Rob, you how will you gotta speak these things? That God got a place to hide you in the midst of your trouble. And watch this. When God hides you, guess what? The tornado gonna knock everything down, but you still gonna be standing. And do I got a witness with that? Do I got an amen with that? Do I got a hallelujah that God will lift you up? Do I got a hallelujah that God will keep you in the midst of your pavilion? He said, You gotta hold on to your faith. You gotta speak the word of God to yourself. You gotta encourage yourself. But he says another thing. He says, hold on to your faith. In the time of trouble, you got to hold on to your faith. Look what he says. He says in verse number, number six, he says that you got to sing God's word to yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said, verse six, he said, I got to sing praises to the Lord. Now, y'all know me. I can't sing. I can't curl a tune in a bucket. But I love to sing. Now, watch this. David says that you hold, you got to hold on to your faith. Well, how do we hold on to our faith? You got to sing God's praises. You got to praise God in the midst of your trouble. You, you got you to gotta praise God in the midst of your trouble. Watch this. What I have learned about music is I learned that music has the ability, watch this, Ms. Murray, that music, Wendy, watch this, Joe, watch this, Cherie, watch this, that music has the ability to change how you feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Watch it, watch it. M music have the ability to change how you feel. Watch this, watch this. M me and my wife just went on a road trip up to New Jersey. And, and I drove. And, 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 and I got a playlist. Because when I'm going on a long trip, I, I, I got a playlist. I got I to gotta bump my music to, to keep me amped, to keep me hyped, to keep me up, to keep, keep me feeling right. You know what I mean? So I, so I, I won't fall asleep on the road. My wife put her playlist on, and I said, babe, you got to change that. I'm getting tired. That, I'm, this getting me sleepy. She had somebody on. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, no. What I need right now, if we're going to make it through this, I need you to drop some go-go in. Y'all know me. I'm from D.C. I, I love go-go. Drop that go-go in. Because that go-go, it, it, it got a way to change how you feel, it gets you hyping, it gets you thinking about the black hole and, and the Masonic Temple and the East Side and the RSVP and, and the Metro Club, getting you think about all them clubs we used to go in the Panorama Room and Crystal Skate. It gets you hyped and it gets you ready for the ride. So you, I said, baby, I need to put my playlist in so I can get pumped for this ride. You know, in 20 seconds, I'm, I'm exaggerating, I was up New Jersey and it was no problem because I had my music on. But sometimes, you know, music has a way of changing how you feel. Music had when I got my suit on and I got my nice cologne on and I got my gold teeth right and my, my, my bald head right, I throw in that slick slow soul music. I throw in that 90s R&B where I'm feeling the love. It got a way to change how you feel. I wish I could say it like I want to because I know if I had some seniors in here and I throw in that oil green or that Marvin Gaye, I know that that feeling started to change when, when you hear that music. I'm trying to help you understand. When you're in the midst of trouble, you got to learn how to praise God. You got to learn how to change the station and sing to God in the midst of your trouble because the word of God, the music of God will change how you 
you feel. And I just start thinking, David says, in the midst of my trouble, the reason why I held on to God, because I started to praise him. See, when you start to praise God, whatever you're going through, you'll forget about. When you start to praise God, all the trouble that you have in your life, guess what? It don't matter anymore, because your nail focus is not on you, but it's on praising God. Your feelings, you start feeling different. You start thinking different. You start acting different, because now I'm praising God in the midst of my trouble. But I started to think about it. David, what are some songs that you would have sung when you were praising God? And David said, nah, don't worry about that because my trouble is my trouble. So he said, Pastor Pew, what are some songs that you would sing when you praising God? And I thought about it. When I'm in the midst of my trouble, I got to think about some songs that I may sing in praising God in the midst of my trouble. And one song I came up with is how great is our God sing with me how great is our God oh to see the goodness of God how great he is how great is our God but I couldn't stop there because I started thinking about some other songs and I thought about this other song I like it said you are a way maker a miracle worker a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Anybody know that song? Anybody know God, that you are a way maker God. You're a miracle worker God. You're a promise keeper God. You are light in the midst of my storm, Lord God. My God, that is who you are. Let me say it again. He's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. He's the light in darkness. My God, that is who you are you got to start singing and right now I ain't even going through no trouble but I'm tingling in my body just thinking about the songs of God and I will praise him and lift him up that I may hold on to my faith but what is some other songs it says that I got another song that he placed on my heart he is an on time God Yes, he is. Job said he, he may be there when you when you come. Hold on. He said Job said he may not come when you need him, but he'll be there right on time. He's the on-time God. Yes, he is. Anybody know that God is the on-time God? That he'll be there when you need him. You may not, he may not be there when you need him, but he's there when he come. God is on-time God, Sister Murray. God is on-time God. I'm trying to help you understand. This is how you hold on to your faith. It says that, that in the time of trouble, Psalms 27, 1, I mean 13. Psalms 27, 13. He says in the time of your trouble, Look what he said in 13a. He says, in the time of our trouble, in 13a, he tells us that we can't lose heart. Don't lose heart. In Psalms 27, 13b, he tells us to hold on to our faith. But watch this. Now he comes in, in Psalms 13b, and, I mean, um, C and D, and he says that in the time of trouble, we got to look for the goodness of God in the land. Look what he said. He says, in the time of trouble... You got to look for the goodness of God in the land. He said, in the time of trouble, you got to look for the goodness of God. Look what he says. He said, I would, I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Watch this. He said, in spite of all the trouble that is in 2020, he that rained down on us, racism, lack of leadership. Watch this. Senseless murders, killing of 
African-American young men by white men, shootings of, of police, all this trouble that we was facing, over 180,000 people died in nine months this year from the coronavirus. 30 million people lost jobs. Businesses is not going to reopen again. Hotel industries are done. People are overworked and underpaid. All this trouble that, that has surrounded us, watch this. And David says, look, but in the midst of it, we got to look for the goodness of God in the land. He's saying the trouble, you got to look for the goodness of God in the land of the living. What am I saying? Watch this. I'm not saying that you got to look for the positive things because that's not what the scripture tells us to do because we can't find positive things in everything and that's okay. But he said we got to look for God movement, for God working in the midst of troubling times. We got we to gotta look for the work of God in the midst of troubling times. We got to look for the goodness and, of the Lord in, in the land of the, of the living Pastor, where do you see the goodness of God? Watch this. I was, I was looking at the news the other day, and, and they showed a man uh, from North Carolina, watch this, who was released from jail after 41 years or 44 years of being convicted wrongly. That's the goodness of God moving in his life. Some of you all probably say, that ain't good. He did 44 years. But guess what? He did 44 years. But now he said, guess what? Now I'm free and I'm innocent like I've been was. And everybody know that I'm in. That's the goodness of God working in our life. Where do we see the goodness of God working? I had a friend who called me a couple of months ago, called me and my wife and said, my mom have cancer and she's going to have surgery and she got to take chemo and, and radiation and then she called us uh, a couple of months later and said guess what my mom is cancer free that's the goodness of God working in the land of the living a lot of you all don't know that a year ago my wife had an aneurysm and a dissection and, and we went to John Hopkins for her yearly update her yearly uh, uh, um, um, her yearly um, physical to see how the aneurysm and the dissection doing and when we got there they said the aneurysm hasn't grown at all and the dissection has healing I'm talking about the when you see the goodness of God working in the land of the living I'm trying to help you understand that you only got to look at my life but look at your life and how God is working in the land of the living in the midst of the troubling times guess what God is still working I'm trying to help you understand that as people are dying guess what God is still saving people people are still coming to Christ and accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as the building of the church is closed the goodness of God is still moving because now we get to preach to people who were probably never, ever came into church. I am so glad because I see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because I have some friends from Northeast that watch every Sunday that probably wouldn't have stepped foot in church. But now because they see their homeboy, they see their friend, they see the one who grew up with them that is preaching the gospel. That now they hear watching that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can 
can get to God except through him. I'm trying to tell you about the goodness of God and how God is moving. Yes, the building is closed, but guess what? The church is still alive. Last time I looked, people are still coming to Christ. People know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and the church is doing good because the goodness of God is working in the land of the living. Look what he says. David says at this time, in the time of trouble, you got to look for God moving. You got to look for the movements of God. And he's moving. God is giving people jobs. God is giving people jobs when people are losing jobs. God is promoting people on jobs when people can't find a job. And today I want to encourage you. Troubling times. In troubling times, David says, David says that you, you have to uh, hold on to your faith. David says, in troubling times, you got to look for the, the goodness of God in the land of the living. David says, in these troubling times, you got to be aware of what God is doing. And today, I want to present to you the God David put faith in. David says in troubling times, you can't lose heart. You can't quit on God. You got to hold on to your faith. You got to look for the movement of God in the land of the living. Here we go. Is there anyone today that want to surrender to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Is there any? Is there one today? David showed his exuberant faith in Jesus Christ, in God. He showed his exuberant not in Jesus Christ, in God. But today you can show your exuberant faith in, in Jesus Christ. Is there one? Is there any say, I want that, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I want to surrender my, my life is shambles. I'm going through, nothing is working for me. And we're not doing it because nothing is working. We're doing it because we want your eternal soul saved. See, because of Adam and Eve, you've been separated from God. Sin, you've been imputed, you've been separated from God. And you need a savior. The only way you can get to heaven is you surrender to God. So repeat after me. Father God. I come to you. I'm a sinner that needs your saving grace. I surrender to you as my Lord and Savior. Save me, feel me, and seal me. I love you, and I thank you for being my Savior, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today you are saved. Thank you so much on Pastor Pew. I pray you enjoyed your service.